Welcome to part one of our Games of This Year special. We aren't ranking games, just talking about what we've been playing and thinking about, including Mario, Zelda, and Nier, but which of course comes back around to Sonic. This episode contains spoilers for the stories of Super Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild. If that's cool with you, then hop inside our backwards baseball cap spaceship, and remember that wherever you go, you're always to show! Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. Did you watch any Nickelodeon shows when you were a child? Are you kidding me? With a name like Nick, have I not suffered through every playground day? Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. You bet I have. That's a really good point. I feel like you probably have seen more Nickelodeon television shows than anybody else in the world. I felt very spiritually and uh, mnemonically connected to it mm-hmm. and have thereby... What? I'm sorry, what did you say? Name-onically? Name-onically. Oh, okay. Um, my... <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I love Nickelodeon. I grew up during what I consider to be the golden age of Nickelodeon television. Yeah. We got Snick. We got Nick at Night. Mm-hmm. We got, like, yeah, I'm watching black and white old TV shows at the end of the day on Nickelodeon because they don't <laughs> have a separate channel for that yet. Mm-hmm. Heck, yeah. <laughs> Did you have a subscription to Nick Magazine, Please Ask Your Parents, before you call the number? I definitely got at least a few issues of that. I don't think I had a permanent subscription, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but did you? No, 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 but what, what was your opinion on the slime is my real question. Ugh, I hate slime, but I did love it. You did love like, the slime? I don't like, like, here's the thing. I wouldn't want to be slimed. This mm-hmm. is a kind of, like, privileged position that I hold, yeah. where, like, I love to see other people get slimed. That's sure. very funny. Sure. But for me, ugh, I would freak the freak out if I got slimed all over. Mm-hmm. I went to Nickelodeon Studios once. Whoa. Actually. I thought you contractually had to get slimed. At the moment you walked in the door. I was lucky to not get slimed. I mean, I saw it happen. I saw it on the street. There's a, There was lit- that like place that they would show on the commercials where they'd be like in the middle of the park, like yeah. Universal Studios, and then somebody would get slimed from a bucket. Like, I saw that location You saw with so, my body. So you, in, in a lot of ways, are an expert on slime and jellies and things yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been, yes, as we covered in a recent episode, your skeletons, I'm slimes. And that's one of our, like... <laughs> That's one of those, That's one of those things th- that everybody knows about us. It's skeletons just a, and slimes. Like a classic fact. People love it when they see it. The little pop-up comes up and you're like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Do you think that you would say that you have a goo MBA? <laughs> Spin the wheel, take a chance. Every journey starts a new romance. A new world's calling out to you Take a turn off the path Find a new addition to the cast You know that any captain needs a crew Take it in stride as you move side to side They're just different points of view Jump with me, grab coins with me, oh yeah <laughs> Come on Actually, I never completed my goo bachelors <laughs> My goom bachelor's <laughs> degree. Oh man, that's something my family always asks me. Why don't you just go back to school and mm-hmm. get that get that goo degree you started? <laughs> I really think that if you had just finished getting your goops and jellies, uh, <laughs> if you had just you were like three, you were three good slimes away yeah. from graduating. Yeah, the first day they kind of mm-hmm. give you that prep talk. That's what I call it. Yeah. Not, it's not to be excited. It's to be ready. It's yeah, a prep yeah. talk. Mm-hmm. And then they're, at the end, they're like, hey, everybody, let's a goo. 
you know, because that's what you're going to do. Yeah, let's sagu. Let's sagu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Your Two Show. I'm Caleb Zane Hewitt. And I'm Nick Splendor. And today we're doing a special episode of Your Two Show, which, as you know, is typically concerned with Sonic the Hedgehog and the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. Yes. As well as our cultural universe, which I think, I mean, I'm sure we share the opinion that really our universe is the Sonic the Hedgehog oh, universe. Well, 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 the truth comes out. <laughs> but uh, today we're talking about Super Mario odyssey look at that we're such good friends such a good like it's like we're finishing each other's <laughs> not titles. Do the sandwiches joke with you. <laughs> <laughs> ever since you watched frozen it's like always the sandwiches joke. i love the sandwiches joke actually real quick thing about the sandwiches joke yeah is that that joke was featured on a really really great comedy called the good place okay recently, okay and i was i was honestly taken aback and shocked and appalled um i've never seen the movie frozen but i have played the movie Super Mario Odyssey. The very good movie that Nintendo finally released. Which is also about a woman in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Nick and I spent a lot of our time playing Super Mario Odyssey, and I'm going to tell you a, a truth. Yes. I've spent more time playing Super Mario Odyssey than I have either of the new Sonic games that have come Ooh, out this year. That's bad. People are going to be mad about that. Well, it's not because I'm not excited about the Sonic no. games. No. I really, really like that. Yes. It's, it, th- there's, okay, we've talked about Mania, and we're going to wrap up our Mania coverage pretty soon. Yeah, I think so. And we've played a little bit of Forces, and we've, we haven't really touched on that in the podcast yet. We're going to talk about it, you guys. We're going to talk about it. But the thing is, we don't like to be like... We're not trying to have that hot take right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like we have, that's our, like, best contributing space. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, as we've played Super Mario Odyssey, and we've both played all the way through the end, and this show is going to be spoilery. We're going to talk about it, but we figure a lot of people have, you know, played a lot of the way through it and had a good time. It's going to be, yeah, yeah, very, very spoilers for Mario Odyssey, and I apologize yes. for those of you for whom that means you have to skip a week. Sorry, but have a good time when you come back yeah you're going to love it and you're going right. to love this episode the I'm game is good and it's sure. bad i don't know it's hard to talk about video games and hard to know when to talk about them but yeah. we're both excited about it right now and the thing is as we talked about it we were texting each other and sitting next to each other like playing this thing and going like oh this is also a good sonic game <laughs> in some super obvious ways and also in like i don't know like we, we just i i've I played Super Mario Odyssey mm-hmm. thinking about Sonic the Hedgehog half the time. Yes. And that's what we were both doing and why we kind of wanted to talk about it in that context. I'm going to start by giving us some grounding. Yes. I'll talk a little bit about the game overall. Super Mario Odyssey is the newest 3D Mario game uh, for the two people in the world that don't know that. Yes. Following in the footsteps of 64, Galaxy, Super Mario 3D World, I guess, sure. but it's not technically that style of game. Right. And now, Super Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. there any one that I missed there of the 3D Marios? Uh, eh, that's, those are the main ones. Yeah, there's Galaxy 2. Yeah, Galaxy 2, which some people consider to be the superior galaxy, and I'm, not, I'm fine with that, whatever. Say it's what got you want. Yoshi in it, so. <laughs> Yoshi! <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey is primarily concerned with Mario traveling from kingdom to kingdom, not not this time confined to the Mushroom Kingdom as right. he has been in the past, traveling from kingdom to kingdom, chasing Bowser as Bowser collects a series of wedding objects that yes. he will use in his ultimate wedding, 
with Princess Peach. You know, it takes a long time to plan a wedding unless you're a giant tyrant lizard turtle who steals all the ingredients the week before. Yeah, and you, you, well, not even just the week before. Literally, you're like, okay, I'm going to road trip to the church, yeah. and on the way, I'll get all the stuff that I <laughs> I'm gonna need. I'm going to swing by. Like, we're just going to grab the stuff. And fun fact, it's all going to be uh, just known globally as the best stuff you could possibly get. Yeah, that's a weird thing about this game. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he goes, to, he goes to the, like, plant kingdom to get a bouquet of really nice right. flowers. Exactly. He goes to the food kingdom to get an incredible cake. Cake. The thing about the world in Mario Odyssey is that each culture has either produced or possessed one of the perfect objects you could use for a wedding. Yeah, they have like the <laughs> the number one best wedding thing you could possibly have. Yeah, there. Uh, and Bowser gets in an airship, mm-hmm. scoops up Peach without consent. Yes, t- and says, "Hey, we're getting married." Mario's like, "No." And then it was like going to kick him off the boat, but then Mario gets kicked off the boat and dies. So that's Nick's <laughs> theory and we'll get there. But the, the basically the idea yeah. of this game is that you are running around collecting power moons to uh, repair a ship that was kind of worn down. Right. You Your ship, which is shaped like a hat, gets stronger and stronger as you go from world to world with your partner, Cappy, yeah. who mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. a hat ghost. Yes. He's a he's a ghost that inhabits hats and then yes. can also function as a conduit uh, for Mario's spirit to go from him inside of other things. They don't use this word in the game, but is he a habergast? Oh, uh, that's very cute. Thank you. I really like that name. Thank you very much. I have just coined it. <laughs> Mario our dude Mario. Mario. Something something that a lot of people have hit on and that I don't know that we'll necessarily have super huge takes about. Yeah. Is how like how absolutely weird it is that Mario jumps inside of other creatures. Yeah. That's super very weird. It is super weird, but there are a lot of super weird things in Super Mario that are just taken for granted and I love that. Mhm. He's able to go into the bodies. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the format of this is. We're just talking about the game, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the summary? I was just going to say that, like, ultimately it ends with Mario crashing a wedding and destroying the groom. Yeah. And then becoming the groom. Yes. And then running away from the wedding, which is now exploding mm-hmm. on the moon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot to say about that last moment. Oh, God, I want to. Yep. But mm-hmm. we'll get there. Yeah, let's kind of go a little chronologically. Well, let's, let's work let's our way sort of forward. Play in that um, space. Yeah. So like you're saying at the beginning, this game starts with Mario getting kicked off of a ship, An landing airship. on the ground into a place that looks a lot like a ghosty world. He's dead, uh, and that's obvious. And I haven't seen enough talk about this. Um, mm-hmm. it's, this is not a unique opinion, but I did arrive at it on my own uh, and really haven't seen a lot of scholarship about it. If you have good resources, anyone anyone who's listening, uh, regarding the, the Mario mortality uh, paradox, let me know. But... Mario gets kicked off the boat. His hat shreds in the wind, Mm -hmm. which is a clear metaphor for his death. Yes. Like, the hat, which is Mario Mm -hmm. in a certain way, his iconic representation. Yes. It it, it just explodes. It's a super weird... It shreds in midair, and then Cappy appears and snatches the little M, you know, and goes, hmm, and then follows him down. Mario awakes in the afterlife. Mm Mm-hmm. The afterlife, as in Greek mythology, is a place you can go to yeah. on the world. Mm-hmm. Like, it exists, uh, but spirits are there. Yeah. And uh, he wakes up, and it's just like, oh, cool. 
you know, and he doesn't have a hat, which makes him uncomfortable, but he proceeds, <laughs> and he meets a bunch of ghosts uh, who have a semi-physical form. He makes a pact with Cappy, mm-hmm. and it seems that in this world, you must have some kind of headgear in order to be spiritually and physically complete. Yes. There's something about that throughout the the game, because if an entity has a hat, you either need to knock the hat off to possess them, mm-hmm. or you just can't. Yeah. Because they are one. They are finally one object. They are, they are complete. Um, but he can enter the bodies of other creatures because he's a spirit. That's the thing. But what does it mean that Cappy exists, then? Why do we it's need Cappy if Mario is... So two well, spirits what? together can just make a solid physical form? Yes, I think that your traditional, like, understanding Mm -hmm. of spiritual and physicality, spirituality, physicality, have got to go out the window. Okay. You know, the rules are not, rules are not real in Mario. So Mario's in an in-between space. Yeah, he's an in-between space. And, um, there's like, he's like a Slimer. He is a lot like a Slimer. (laughs) This is the game where Mario becomes a Slimer. Mm -hmm. That's right. He's right in between. (laughs) Slimer does possess people, right? But then uh, he can also affect yeah. the physical world. Yep, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So ghosts uh, can be made manifest, and especially if they, like, the caps, like the habergasts, are obviously very good at, they, they've practiced or they, they materialize, mm-hmm. you know, they, that's what they do, and somehow they can change their own form. Mm-hmm. Cappy becomes various hats. Um, well, Cappy possesses them. Because in the he, very beginning, he, like, Oh, that's right. Even yes. he reconstitutes Mario's hat yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. But in any case, he's just like Mario's half ghost at least <laughs> and half hat. Uh, and and so, yeah, when he jumps into the frog and he's like so confused and seeing the JPEG of the frog fly by. Yes. And going into the, the purple spirit, like he sees Carl Jung and Carl Jung's like, I'm still here too. You know, <laughs> I'm a welcome to the collective frog conscious, you know, the collective fun conscious. That's what the expression of Super Mario Odyssey is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, uh, uh, he's just, he's discovering that the rules no longer apply to him. Yes. And we have to wonder whether the rules have ever really applied to Mario. So that's another thing that I want to touch on <laughs> about this game. Yeah. Is that technically the introduction of all these different kingdoms. Yeah. Doesn't break previous Mario canon. Nope. At all. Nope. We, we do have the strange existence of the skybox in the Mushroom Kingdom that for some reason he's not able to continue past the near Peach's Castle. Sure, but yeah. But even in even previous 3D games, like in Super Mario 64, he was stuck at Peach's Castle except when he jumped through a painting. That's true. That's true. And these like floating material worlds. Mm-hmm. That's right. And in Super Mario Galaxy, mm-hmm. he was already, he went straight oh, from Peach's Castle. He was in Peach's Castle and then he went to space. Right. So our context for him in this world is with Peach's Castle as a hub yep. from which he travels. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily connect with 2D Mario, which seems to have more of a general, like, wider map. But if we're talking about 3D Mario as potentially a separate existing sure, thing, sure. which would make sense in context of what, like, has actually happened in this world yes. or in context of him and Bowser's, like, fights with each other actually not having gone on that long. Maybe so. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's questionable qu- continuity, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh, well, we do know that he still knows Pauline from his 2D Donkey Kong Yes, days. this is the thing. Mario Odyssey retrofits a lot of continuity in a mm-hmm. certain way. Because, like, when you're 
uh, like the the rabbits mm-hmm. or the, sorry <laughs> the brutals yeah excuse that, me that was another weird one just that's for, a super weird thing just make them rabbits we all played we're all playing Mario versus Rabbids and we're all loving it. Like, it's such a weird, like almost passive aggressive thing that Nintendo was like, okay, y'all make your rabbit game, but guess what? We're going to put different rabbits in this and one. And they're not, they're actually not good. No, they're bad. They're bad characters. I, There's maybe the worst character designs in Mario history. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, that's, I mean, that's a very big statement, but yeah. I, honestly, like do not find them appealing no did not find that they really had much individual personality they weren't amusing they weren't mm-hmm. like interesting to me in yeah, they, they, any way i don't the interaction of what who i guess is their mother the really, yeah. really the big rabbit yeah it happened so early on and it was also not clear yeah in she's a way that one I of the fr- like, right I, actually it wasn't until i encountered her again toward the end of the game that i went oh that's their mom yeah like i didn't put it together i and didn't understand weird that their mom was the second person you fought yeah and this is such a weird and that when you defeat them they're still there on the boat and then they come back and fight and then you turn them into fireworks and then they're back again right later. oh but they don't turn into fireworks they turn into star bits Oh, <laughs> that's what I was trying to say, right? Yeah. So they yeah. turn into star bits, which is that little like, and also when you're on the moon, I think there's a little bit of star bit kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, the so, coins in there are star bits. Right. So, so the like, the game says, hey, all this Mario stuff mm-hmm. belongs in the same continuity. Whereas and, Galaxy sort of see, you know, every time you start, it's like, okay, Mushroom Kingdom, and then where? And not even just that. Right. Potentially. All of video games exist on the Mario planet. Now, that's an interesting, very interesting supposition. Because we're seeing a... Okay, the first world you go to is like a prehistoric dinosaur world with uh-huh. realistic dinosaurs and dinosaur bones that might as well be like a... Uh, what is it? Turok? It's a Turok. It's a Far Cry. Yeah. It's... uh Yeah. Horizon negative 10,000 dawn. Yes, exactly. Like before... Yeah. <laughs> Horizon until dawn. <laughs> There's a Dark Souls level yeah you fight a giant torturous tortured dragon with (laughs) like with a lightning crown Mm -hmm. that can like send lightning at you and even in the like like context of the map of that game it's like a mysterious world that appears to have existed in the past but has always been a ruin as far as we know right which is like that is dark souls like that's yeah the whole like weird how could this have always been this thing that it is it, it, yeah you, oh man that world especially is the one that started that thought happening in my head also where it's mm-hmm. just like oh any video game thing can be in here right. like this super realistic castle and dragon and here's something that i haven't seen other people mention that i actually think is really important yeah to this game in terms of it being video games okay i don't think mario encounters real people i think he encounters grand theft auto people yeah no yeah they're not humans that's like people get so mad when they saw the ad right Mm -hmm. they saw the reveal of like oh no he's going to the real world bad like sonic which is another thing we should talk about maybe yes but like they aren't real people no they're 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 video they're cheap video game people they are sims or grand theft auto people yeah maybe actually closer to sims because of their language closer to sims yes Uh, but the reason i say that is because there is no pretense that they're living in a realistic setting at all not at all it's not pretending to be it's not even like hinting at that it's got every single person is wearing a business suit (laughs) they're like in the park wearing full business attire with hats on yes swinging a jump rope for nobody right it is you are in even that even the act of doing an athletic thing interminably (laughs) without stopping yes is a thing that you tell sims to do it's such a video game yeah it is a thing that you decide a sim does that's true that whole 
world is is another video game world he's visiting and right. it's not the real world. Exactly. That's super, super important. Mm -hmm. This is not the Earth. This is an amalgam world yes. of video games. Nintendo is kind of saying, this is ours. <laughs> you know? Well, this is our place. We, 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 we have all of it. That's a really interesting <laughs> point because not just that, not just throwing out the like, oh, well, we don't have to stay confined to our space. We can do all of this other stuff too and it'll yeah. still be good. On top of that, they take characteristics they take qualities so this is where we can get this into the sonic it. thing this is it mario and a lot of people have made this joke but i want to right. go a little deeper on right. it mario can do a spin dash yep where you push a button and he curls up in a ball and will just spin and roll and it's it is pretty straightforward it's hard to turn yep. it's his fastest way of locomoting it's subject to momentum mm -hmm. this like physics driven kind of thing and that's the like flipping point of this where sonic's original genesis incarnation mm -hmm. was a physics demo turned into a game yes. where they said, oh we've made like a sphere can go up a slope and back down mm -hmm. whereas the nintendo's technology was constrained in a pretty like harsh way to these like right angles and not being able to inter interpolate angles yes. or whatever and in mario odyssey they have tech demoed like maybe a better feeling role yeah than any of the games i've played so far and i haven't played all the 3d games and i'm not even it's not about which one's best we, yeah. we video games are always trying to pit each other like people are trying to pit video games against each other mm -hmm. when i say that it might be the best feeling role i don't mean that there's no good role i just mean like this is a good one yes so it's there's it's something yeah it's a really good role, and what this game does best, what Mario Odyssey, I think, does best, is it never forces you to do any one thing or set of things for a very long time. Yeah. You don't even have to do the role very often unless you specifically do a couple of challenges that require it, or right. you specifically try to get certain moons that require it. Right. One of the obvious limits of the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise is that if you don't like going fast then you just won't like Sonic. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of... And, and they've tried to combat this with the Sonic Adventure games, right? Where you're not just playing as Sonic. Right. You're playing as a variety of characters who go a variety of speeds but and it's have that, different abilities. But it's like a harsh mode switch where now you're constrained in a different way. Whereas yeah. this Mario, the way that Nintendo is approaching their like flagship game designs right now is to go, I don't know, what do you want to do? Well, it's almost like they realized... <laughs> That they have created characters who, because they have nothing to them, yeah. don't also don't have limits right. to what you put them through. Right. Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, by uh, virtue of having a really defined character yeah. and a pretty solidly defined series of abilities, has kind of trapped himself in a loop. <sighs> yeah. But Mario has, like... Th there's the implication, right? Oh, oh my gosh. Right. So Mario's thing has always been jumping. Yes, yes. You look at him and you know, he, you, you have all these, these other little tiny pieces of information, right? He's a plumber. Uh-huh. He's, he's a person. Right. But the only thing he can do is jump. Yeah. There's always, always been inherent to Mario the implication that he can do more. Yeah. From the very beginning, a, a core part of Mario is that this is what you're doing right now, but he can definitely 
do more. Right. He lives in a world, he is a plumber, and you don't have to be doing that, but you get you know by his outfit and by who and by what they say in the yeah, booklet or whatever. It's implied, yeah. You know that he's living in this world you've seen like he in the future games, you know, he takes naps, he ends up putting on a hat, he has right. other abilities. Once you can like punch and do stuff in Mario sixty four, it's like, whoa! Like I remember yes. being like wilded out by that. In like such a cool way because it's like of course he can punch he has arms mm-hmm. exactly no, exactly <laughs> and so none of the abilities that they've given Mario have ever felt bad to give him right because from the beginning you've always known like of course he has other stuff he can do sure and even when he does something weird like spin around or if he throws this hat and does weird hat stuff like you I, I don't know there's something it's he's a person he's a person he's a like, mobile person like all of us he can throw his hat onto a lamppost such that it spins around, gives him a coin, and then bounce off the lamppost onto a roof. Like, that's a normal human thing. Well, that's... People are not have not talked about very much yeah. how this game takes... Like, in Mario 64, even... Yeah. Maybe part of it was that I was a kid. I felt like this series of things Mario can do are, like, pretty simple, and they seem kind of realistic, with the exception of a hat that flies. And with the exception of being able to jump three times as high as a person if you jump three times. Well, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's just one of the given, like, great. Right. Yeah. But he can, but he, it's just like, okay, he's jumping. Yeah. And, like, if I was a really good jumper, I could do this stuff, too. Yeah. I could do backflips or whatever. Yeah. And now, it's elevated to a level of, like, total bizarre, abstracted weirdness to the extent that even Nintendo has tried to say, like, no, he's not a plumber. Which, I think, again, is about yeah. removing his limits right like okay sure there's something uh, the mechanics right like mario starts out super mechanically limited Mm -hmm. sonic started out with most of his abilities yeah already forever he was super mechanically complicated he and and both of them originated as mechanics in a certain way but but sonic had this like array of abilities like you couldn't do the spin dash in the very first game but it was but it was like that's an extrapolation of like you can spin if you duck and this kind of thing right like but but there's this um i don't know i i was thinking like i i thought this week and i talked to like doc valentine on twitter and 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 uh with ketchup and other people about like i realized that super meat boy would be a really good sonic game Mm mm-hmm um, you haven't played Super Meat Boy. No, I haven't. But I, I, I have no context for this. But I ha- I think having that realization came partly out of playing Mario Odyssey mm-hmm. and going, Sonic is trapped. Sonic, I think, is hamstrung right now. Yeah, and that's what I, I want to point it towards, like, what he can learn directly from right. Mario Odyssey for a minute before yeah. we get more into our, like, fanboying of Mario Odyssey. No, no, no. And, and, and that's what I mean is that, like, he... <sighs> I don't have an articulate way to say yet that i love the flexibility that mario is showing right now that nintendo Mm -hmm. is showing with their designs and they're going like yeah do it it's fun Mm -hmm. and here's some like yeah here's the old stuff but with a bunch of new stuff grafted into it and integrated into it in this flexible way and the mar the sonic games that we're that we've been playing I don't know like there's something different there where it's like we got to keep like we think the thing is what it was not what it I think I have a good way to put this what do you say yeah what do you think when so when Sonic was created and Mario was created Mario's character uh, what little of it there is has been dribbled out very slowly yeah and his abilities have been driven out dribbled out very slowly but whenever he has whenever they needed to do more things they found a way to have Mario do them yeah Sonic 
despite them, despite obviously Sega being very attached to him and this, the like whole Sonic team focusing very hard on him as a character. Right. Anytime they needed something else to happen, they introduced somebody else. Yeah. So even starting with Tails or Knuckles, when they needed to give you more flexibility in a stage, mm-hmm. instead of giving Sonic the tools to be more flexible, yeah. they added other characters. Yeah. This continued on into the 3D world in the sense that like, uh, even on a, not just on a mechanical level is what I'm trying to say. Right. So not just on a mechanical level where they wanted somebody to have a gun so they had to have another person who could use guns. Right. Or they wanted to have somebody who would drive a mech so they needed to give uh get have tails be an engineer driving a map yeah, sure. on a storytelling level they wanted to have someone who could carry some emotional weight and so instead of making sonic do that because they were nervous about yeah. touching him they brought on someone else in this case shadow right yep. so brought on someone else to come bear some emotional weight right and as a result now because maybe the window has been missed if sonic then is put in a position where he has to do that stuff it's like it's a betrayal it, of the character almost. Yes, and p- at least somebody will think that it is. Yeah. Because he has been stuck in exactly what he is from the very beginning and not been given any opportunity to be flexible. Yeah. Because if you if you look, again, if you look at the original Sonic the Hedgehog, if you look yeah. at just that first game, there is an aspect there of potential, not just of personality, but also of mechanic. Yeah. Where, okay, you've got these things you've got these things that you can do in that game and as far as you know just like as far as you know with mario the only reason those are the only things you do is because that's all he needed at that point right but the the possibilities there like you could extend to okay sonic now if he goes onto a wall he can use one of his quills to jam it into the wall and climb up like yeah exactly you you could spin in the air and shoot hedgehog quills or something right i I keep thinking about new abilities yeah but he's you're very quill oriented yeah yeah well he's a hedgehog i mean what else you should be work with right (laughs) but but instead they were like oh this one thing worked so let's 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 make that his thing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then the problem with that is that when you then add other characters to these other things instead of allowing then the games to become ensemble games they remained sonic games yeah because he was still always put at the center even as they made what would be a full experience right actually spread out across a lot of different people so there are mario games which feature this like mechanical diversity spread out into other characters like mario 2 which was not originally a mario game like became a mario game after it was developed uh for the u.s um has peach able to fly like mm-hmm. luigi jumps higher and weirder and toad is fat like you so they so they kind of did that yeah and that is carried throughout certain mario things too but mm-hmm. um but it was Mario is also mode switched by like getting power ups of different kinds. Yeah, like and Mario can also fly, and in the he can do that same mechanic with it, the Tanuki uh, e- outfit. Yeah, similar kind of thing. And they it's so so uh, Sonic is especially it's just a strange. There are a strange set of assumptions and constraints about what mm-hmm. Sonic is and can be, uh, and that's what I was thinking this week. Where I went playing Sonic Mania doesn't feel like. Sonic to me as someone who spent a lot of time watching him in cartoons uh-huh. like he doesn't act like that that's not <laughs> him as a character and, and that's it's so funny to say because the cartoons definitely grew out of the games right of but course that- but they haven't fed back into it in a certain way and mm-hmm. all of these different like most of Mario's 
forays have been in new types of games, mm-hmm. which is also an important thing. Like yes. he's flexed different mechanical options. And also and when then, the cartoons were bad, they bailed out. Exactly, right? Um, luckily, Sonic didn't bail. The, co- the cartoons are very good. Uh, yeah, I'm um, very glad they have continued forever. <laughs> um, but the thing is that the, like, uh, uh, Sonic as an, as an idea, as an entity, has broadened and changed and his possibility space has increased, I mm-hmm. think. But in this kind of way that hasn't been integrated holistically. Whereas Mario Odyssey takes all this weird stuff, mm-hmm. all these different aspects of so many different games, and it's like, yeah, all of it. Yeah. This is all our stuff. 2D, got it. 3D, got it. So, m- moon time, like Mario, like Mario on the moon time, Mario gravity, moon time? right? Sounds got it. Good. Star bits, fine. You want to go to the Mario 64 castle? Yes, you're mm-hmm. Mario 64 too. That's our stuff. We have that. And, but... That's what Forces was supposed to be, too. Right, but Forces was, like, the marketing from the beginning was, there's going to be 2D Sonic, there's going to be 3D Sonic, there's going to be every boss is now part of this one big story across the entire world. Like, Eggman is one, and, like, there's stuff there. Like, that, like, you can see... Conceptually, it's there. Conceptually, they were having the same ideas. Even though, like, you haven't played much Forces, but even the over... Like, the way you pick levels in Forces is by rotating around a globe. Yeah. You go around a globe, and it has, like, dots and stuff, and you pick them, and you go to them. Weird. Uh, It's not quite as, like, streamlined as the Mario worlds are, but it's it's actually very bizarre to see these games put right up next to each other, because they are are Sonic and Mario... (laughs) like approaching the same idea which is how do we collect all of ourselves into one thing and coming out totally differently and we've of course like we've talked about with Zelani and it's like now my mantra which is like what the Sonic games need is a budget and a writing team yeah they need like a solid budget and they need a turnaround time that's not like make this in six months because that and that's the biggest problem with this game with forces which Mm -hmm. I actually really like uh, but that like it obviously just has not had it did not have any time to make a story that made any sense and did not have the assets uh, available to that team to like really piece together a story that really works. And this is something that's important to note is that I don't know what it costs to make Super Mario Odyssey. It's got to be extravagant. It's got to have been so many people, like so many expert people mm-hmm. over t- so much time I know it's been in development for years. Like, I don't know how long, right? Yeah. Super Mario, the, and we know Sonic <laughs> Forces has been in development for maybe two. Right. And, and, but, but the thing is that the way that, like, I think Doc Valentine came up with the term naval gaming to describe <laughs> this year because you've got Nier Automata, you've got Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild also does this to a certain extent. Yeah. But this, like, oh, oh, and Final Fantasy 15 for sure. Oh, yeah. This, like, Look at our history of everything we've ever made. This is all it. Yeah. We got all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You like the pixel art in Final Fantasy? Fine. On the menus, we got the little sprites of yeah. everybody. We got all the music. You can change the radio station. Has this ever been a song in a Final Fantasy game? You can listen to it. This is all our stuff. Yeah. We own this. <laughs> and this is all part of the aesthetic of Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Not that Final Fantasy was on some kind of a trajectory from flat sprite art to like gorgeous open 3d world but instead this is all it and it all lives in our heads Mm -hmm. near automata does the same thing starting but for for robots but for robots and for the history of video game mechanics yes like starting with like fps and shooters yeah jrp well you got you got uh uh 
shoot 'em ups. Mm -hmm. You got platformers, side scrolling platformers, open world three D things like uh, uh, the hacking thing, like the twin stick shooter. Like there are so many modes, and it switches effortlessly between it in a way that is startling, Mm -hmm. and it shows the seams between things as this flexible like look if you just point the camera and constrain the motion of the character in the right way it becomes all games game. are one game yeah <laughs> and mario odyssey does the same thing yeah less gracefully than near automata honestly yeah because you does. have to jump into a pipe and have this really Ex- obvious yes cut. yeah so that's a distinct mode switch but mario odyssey is more of a collage of things than mm-hmm. near automata is automata's strength is its smoothness it is its per- like perfect pers- like persistent chrysalis blossoming into yet another butterfly and i genuinely believe that a more that one of the closest comparisons in video games this year yeah is between near automata and super mario odyssey they're almost the same game <laughs> through different lenses yes. it's amazing it's like it's you we are looking at two huge worlds approaching a wide variety of game genres and mechanics and attempting to do all of them at once yeah with honestly the bigger difference being that near automata tries to do that and then also make a statement about the universe yeah this really intentional like active way yeah and super mario odyssey uh, for all that it does and for how good it is comes down to a a cliched classic parable right and uh, one that's fairly tired and of, it's got a nice yeah. little twist on it some sort of it's, yeah, there's some fun even... stuff along the way but it's it's very committed and when it says this is the history of mario it embraces like yeah you're trying to save the princess from the turtle mm-hmm. whereas near automata is not burdened by such a long history of well not even that what near automata does is it actually does do that it does a classic story and yeah. then it keeps going right exactly okay, it, sure it, it continues past in a way that they draw such huge attention to with the ending got it i think that we'll get here when we do our uh our like superlatives of the year podcast which i think is the way that we should frame it okay yeah uh, coming up with superlative titles for instead of pitting them against each other which we talked about not liking i don't believe Um, in game of the year yeah that's that's me so we're gonna do we're gonna do game superlatives Mm -hmm. um there are games of this year Mm -hmm. and we want to talk about how they succeed and how games they fail. of this year is very good games of this year <laughs> so, but so th- that's where i think mario odyssey actually has its biggest failing yeah and i want to say that not just that like it ends but that <laughs> even the odyssey yeah even the the grecian tale the odyssey is about ending and then beginning again yeah the, the beginning of the odyssey is the ending of a classic war story and the odyssey itself is a weird twist on a war story yeah which sure. is that you do the war in the iliad you succeed you defeat the kingdom everything goes great and then on your way home uh, is when everything goes bad right that, and that's that's a weird thing even for modern stories that's unusual yeah to have it be like now we're gonna have a hero go out do everything beat the bad guy but then the actual tough part is just trying to get back right that's unusual and it's been unusual ever since it was done in the original the odyssey yeah got it and and mario mario odyssey despite carrying the same name is roughly doing what in a sense the iliad was doing which is like now go and fight this war and win and that's what Mario does. He goes, he defeats all this series of heroes. He yes. defeats Bowser and then he has succeeded. He saved Peach. And then there is no discussion of what it's like to go uh, Well, there backward. is there is an after, but it's not a direct parallel. 
Yeah. Like, you do continue to face challenges of increasing complexity after you complete the arc of the story. In a certain way, it might, like, the Iliad is until you defeat Bowser. But it's not quite right. But also now I'm thinking that there is a a way of looking at it, perhaps, that uh, he is on a journey back home because he has fallen off the ship and you don't get to the Mushroom Kingdom until you've beaten the game. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Until so you, you get to see one glimpse of it, That's which is right. wild. Okay, sure. So actually, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the first moment of this game was the like conflict. That was yeah. when Mario reached Bowser and fought him. And we don't know but, what happened before that, which could have right. been a Mario game. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, the and it is sort of like the entire history of Mario always leads up to this conflict. And in this case, Mario lost mm-hmm. and he died. Yes. And he, uh, and he died. And he died and he had to come back, which is also Greek. but it's like i guess what i wanted from what i wanted from mario odyssey was for it to go another step yeah in its story sure from like okay if you understand everything that your world is yeah you have to prove to me after that what that means because you can't you like i do there is there's an aspect of mario odyssey right which is like yes absolutely i just want to have fun i had a great time incredible game near automata goes hey look this is what video games are. This is what specifically our, my kind of video games are in Neil Katara's case. Right. And then it goes, uh, and I don't even know if you've played up to where it's really I've finished doing this. One, one, one pass. Oh, the yeah. First act. Okay. So yeah. that's that's like the first third quarter, quarter yeah. of the game. Right. Um, and then like it goes, here's what I think about that, ah. which it already is doing little pieces right, of. Right, right. But then it moves further and pushes forward and says now here's the next thing right and mario odyssey doesn't do that and in fact from what i understand having completed it and begun to collect all the extra moons but mm-hmm. i don't have 500 moons yet i don't know what happens after that like all this other stuff like it in fact says there's nothing to question about any of this yeah exactly. it was only good yes like all of it's good and that's h bomber guy's take on mario which i appreciate mm-hmm. as like mario people like mario because he's a dog yeah. Like, he's a happy-go-lucky. He just wants to run and jump and love. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's great. We just want to inhabit that character. Yeah. But um, I, I hadn't thought about it that way that, like, yeah. So, ultimately, the only thing that you earn is, like, another challenge. Exactly. The, just to continue the gift at the end of the This is what I thought. As soon as I beat the game and then found myself in uh, the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. The joy of returning to that place mm-hmm. with this new set of moves and this expanded terrain is was remarkable i was mm-hmm. smiling like an idiot the whole time for like an yes, hour yeah. i was like ah, i'm here again yay it's great mm-hmm. i didn't even expect this oh look the moons are the stars here mm-hmm. that means them what does that mean you know don't think about what it means just play right that the gift the reward for beating this game is more game You just get to keep playing. It's not over, friends. Mm-hmm. Like whereas, and I don't. I'm not going to spoil it because this is not our Nier Automata yeah. spoiler guest. But Nier Automata culminates in one of the most interesting and difficult decisions I've ever made in video games. Whew. Okay, like that. Like Nier Automata takes everything it has attempted to teach you over the course of the game and yeah. then gives you a chance to do it. Oh God! And like the, I'm getting chills right now talking <laughs> about. It, where like. There have been a lot of Nier Automata takes lately and a lot of takes about the takes. Sure. But I do think that if you're talking about, okay, my favorite games are either Zelda or Mario. Okay. If you're looking at that, that's a discussion I think makes sense. Yeah, sure. I would look at that and be like, oh yeah, I don't know. Talk about it. Figure it out. Right. If you, but, but 
if you're looking at Nier Automata and Mario, yeah. the answer is is clearly Nier Automata. Right. There was a really good tweet I saw. I can't remember uh, what his name is, but he was like, Mario Odyssey is basically Nier Automata, except that if you like Mario Odyssey more, you're a cop. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> because it doesn't present anything of substance, which is right. fine. That's it's great. Cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. And uh, maybe to bring it, around a sonic again for a second yeah like sonic is confused about whether it's important or not oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah whether it's that's oh my gosh actually that's i, I don't know we've talked about this in other words but i don't know if we've used these exact <laughs> did words i just before. say a really important thing about oh, sonic yeah. well it's because we are we joked about it in our episode with zelani right like yeah. we we decided that we were going to call that first episode art and like have when mm-hmm. we were talking about how this was like it is an attempt at art. Yeah. And what it is, maybe, is that, like, we're trapped between Nier Automata, which knows for sure that it's trying to be art. Yeah. Like, first and foremost, it's like, yeah, this is a video game, but I am attempting to make a thing that is art. And to be a little bit clearer about what that means is yes. it means to engage with the human experience. Oh, yeah. It's trying like to, to trying make to, a statement. To, uh, and to think statement. and make a statement. Like, mm-hmm. an art, like, tr- you know, true deep art is not just trying to tell you something and trying to, you know, it's not a, it's not a sermon. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it's an, it's an engagement. It's a conversation. And it's a kind of, like oh, I never thought that way before. Mm -hmm. That is the, like, purest effect of capital A art. Yeah, not to say that things that are, like, cute or not trying to make very things are not art art themselves. This is a big... I mean, listen, most people haven't been, like, to (laughs) art school, so it's not (laughs) worth talking about it with them. And also, most people who have been to art school are also not worth talking about whether it's art or not. I guess it's just a really tough conversation that people try to be reductive about, and I'm not trying to... I don't want to do that. What I'm trying to say is, yes. Well, maybe I mean, Nier Automata knew that it wanted to be serious. In right, a sense. exactly. Like, it, it, wanted to, it wanted to make some statements. It, wanted, it took itself seriously, and it knew that it should. Right, the, the term, the term, are, the, and then Mario, so bad we're even talking about. We can just drop it. Just drop it. Just forget yeah. it. The, the, there are better words for whether something is considerate or engaged with the human spirit, mm-hmm. or in what way, or is it a fun thing that you play? Like, this is, you yeah. know, those are different things. Whereas... Mario is yes. attempting to be a a fun thing that you play. Right. It, it actually is doing its best to be as removed from our cultural context as possible. Yeah. Uh, it is trying to not tell a story. Right. It is, like, not really, except for a story that uh, in the past has been the most, like, totally swallowable story that there was yeah. in our culture, which is not the case anymore. And right, that's exactly. one thing that is sort of reflected in Mario, and that they try to... There's a moment at the end mm-hmm. where... Bowser and Bowser is still trying to get Peach's attention at the very, very end. Yeah. And for the first time, maybe in history, uh-huh. Mario also really actively and deliberately attempts to get Peach's affection. Yes. And Peach rejects both of both of them and leaves. And it's just like, no, stop. And then leaves. It's a lot like the end of the Sonic OVA where Peach is Sonic. Yes. Yeah. It's just and- like that. <laughs> It's just like that because it's it's these two being like, come on, pay attention to me, no pay attention to me, no pay attention to us. But the thing about that was the rest of the game, Mario had had no personality other than movement. Yeah. And as soon as he did that, I liked him way less. Uh, me too. He emoted wrong. Yeah. He emoted real wrong at the, in that moment. Yes. And then he like turns and like puts his hand on Bowser. Uh-huh, and like, like, it's okay, buddy. And he's like, you're, oh, you're friends? Oh, what are you doing? That And then, did- can I tell you about what happened to me in that mm-hmm. moment too? immediately after that i could not get out of my head the vision of the human doing mario's voice 
Yeah. Like before that point, yeah. before that point, I didn't think about it. I wasn't worried about it. And then as soon as Mario exhibited this bad personality trait, uh-huh. this, this like, could you please let it alone thing? I immediately was like, oh my God, this is all made by people. Right. This is people right. And there's Mario's a human a, in a booth. There's, a, there's like, going, thank there's, you for playing my game. Like, there's like, my dad is sitting in a booth <laughs> yelling. <laughs> Wahoo! Right, it collapsed the artifice like entirely. It felt real bad. And I, I kept playing the game, and I've moved on from it, and it hasn't hit me quite as hard. It's a moment you can leave, but you have to leave it because it is a betrayal and a mistake. It is like, and even even the attempts at the sort of like a low grade feminism that is Peach saying, "No, I don't need a man." Like even that, like, is very. It reminded me back to Sonic again of yeah. the like drama around the uh, Amy quote from Sonic Boom right a few months ago right which was again this like weird th- the problem with that kind of performative uh like what what is the word I'm looking for the, that, the problem with that kind of like performative characterization is that you set up the whole situation right so when you put that together even if you have someone like shutting down someone crummy <sighs> You made it in the first place that someone had to be crummy. Right, exactly. Like, like, you crafted yes, that. Yes. The thing is, you don't get points for doing it at the end. You need to do it from yeah. the beginning. Right? Yes, if, yeah. the, if the beginning of this game was the end of a traditional Mario arc, as we right. are led to believe, then something different should have happened besides Peach getting kidnapped again. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, literally anything could have, for, like, because of the, like collage patchwork nature of this game yeah literally anything could have been motivating mario right it could have been like that's and i think why you know it's funny is i came into this thinking i'm gonna talk about mario and it's just gonna make me love it more the right. funny, and i'm getting a much well i'm getting a much more complicated opinion right. of it because like we've talked about like i've mentioned about playing platformers is i don't do much thinking right. during now and, we're reflecting yeah and now that i'm reflecting on it i'm thinking about how much of it like how much of an artifice it is to pretend like you really understand the thing you're making yeah. and then prove in the bones of it that you can't imagine beyond. Like, you can... Th- that this this basic formula right. of Mario... Which has been subverted even within Mario games to some it's extent. It's already so the, not the, the only trope available. Right, like, that, that they thought... Okay, let's make it even worse yeah. and make it explicitly about marriage. Yeah, and make it yeah. ex- explicit that Mario is is spending all of this energy to go save Peach from a romance, and which, in fact, then trying to like put on a suit and marry her instead at the yes. end. Like, okay, what if at the beginning of this video game, Mario had saved Peach but died in the process, <laughs> and then he was on a vengeance quest from beyond the grave to stop Bowser once and for all. Mm-hmm. Like Bowser is going around and stealing things like he like, OK, Bowser's like, fine, I can't have Peach. I'm going to take everything else. Yeah. And he goes and takes the most important artifacts from each of these kingdoms. It's mm-hmm. like outside the Mushroom Kingdom. This is an international affair now. Mario has become like an MI6 agent from beyond the grave where he has to stop Bowser from taking all the stuff. And he's one step behind <laughs> all along the way. And at the very end, he's there and he's ready to punch Bowser into death. But then he has to save him instead. He looks him in the eyes and the moon starts to explode and he goes, no, you know what? We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. You've learned your lesson. I've got your hat now. And in fact, I've got your whole body because I've learned and he learns by being Bowser 
Or or even <laughs> even another version of this, right? Is you've a, a traditional Mario game is complete and like the Odyssey, we have Mario going home and Bowser planting traps for him along the way. Yeah. And, and knocking his ship off course and forcing him to get a new ship. And sure, like, Ma- right. Mario's just have- trying to get home. Yes. Rules. Yes. And like, even if Peach, whether you have Peach on the ship with Mario right. or just at the castle running the Mushroom Kingdom waiting for him to come back, right. both of those are better. Why? Why isn't he trying to get home to Peach? It's the, uh, that's that's the Odyssey. The Odyssey. <laughs> That's straight That's up. the actual Odyssey, and it would be better. Yes. Oh, my God. And Bowser's just hassling him. Yes. Like, all along the way, and he's got his hench people, and they're just going like, ha, Mario, you'll never get home. Yeah. Oh, you think you're going home? Boop. Well, which Knocked happens, the- like, yeah, a couple times. He, Mario gets totally knocked off course. Right. And, like, gets lost or discovers a new kingdom or right. whatever. And at the very end, when he goes to the moon, he could be, like, tractor beamed up to the moon, like, no, I'm taking you off this planet. You will never get home. Yes, exactly. That game rules. Mm-hmm. In the same way that, like, Nintendo's obsession with the damsel in distress is really like harming the overall quality of these amazing, like, mechanically amazing, these systemically yes. amazing video games are hindered by this lack of imagination. And yes. they can see the entire mechanical complexity of their history and incorporate it into one big thing, right? But they can't get past that baseline narrative. Yes. Even when they explicitly name it after a story they could have copied even more directly. Yes. <laughs> which, which, like, has its own problems, but also features some incredible female characters. Right. And even if you did that, like, and, and, and you've got Pauline as the, like, powerful mayor of the city who wants Mm -hmm. to do this thing you encounter these other people who are like doing their own thing and you're just there blundering through and helping them out with some stuff but they don't need you like she'll get the band together but if you're here she'll delegate yeah right like that's powerful and and in the same way like breath of the wild zelda didn't need to be in that castle at the end yes she didn't need to be there Mm -hmm. any number of other arrangements could have allowed for well it was so bizarre that they so many other mechanics of that game, like the cutscenes, were like, and, and the fact that there were two heroes for each, like, of like species of creature yeah. in Hyrule, was all like needlessly complicated because of the necessity to have Zelda be like trapped and right. in pain. Like that, right. like literally, the only reason you had to have all those cutscenes be in the past was because Zelda needed to be trapped. Yeah, like, that was like the only. But she also could just have been somewhere else and you still need to stop Ganon. Yeah. Like, why isn't it enough that we defeat evil? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, no, so, well, that's interesting. enough that, to go home. Why? Yeah, why can't there be motivation outside of claiming a human, right? Right. Or, or like, of, of like finally having a human beside you or whatever. It's this like, oh, now I understand that you shouldn't be mean to women because I have a daughter. Like, mm-hmm. what? What? Well, even then, we, uh, at least in Legend of Zelda, we get to see a little bit of some interesting comments on the Zelda franchise. They're cu- right, where, like, but it, Zelda within, even in Zelda's, like, cutscenes, yeah. she's explicitly frustrated in a way that, like, it, in the in the context yeah, of the yes. narrative is, like, I'm mad that I am being put in this position. Right. But in the meta narrative of Zelda is about talking about how it spiritually must be frustrating to be stuck in the same place all the time. Yeah. And I, I am, I think uh, about, well, I, I, this is, now we're getting into a totally different game. Yeah. This is going to be just fine. Fun we got it all over the place. Yeah. But I think about uh, Zelda in that game and how like someone who has been 
over and over reincarnated into a situation where they're in a fight with Ganon and it's the same three people over and over getting (laughs) in a fight that eventually seeing either of those people is just going to make you furious. Yeah. Like, like, cause it's going to be so emotionally and and historically loaded. You have a post reincarnation stress disorder. Yes. That of course, when Link gets established as her like knight, she's mad. She's like, "Oh no!" Like, right. even if she doesn't know, she doesn't why, know. It she's like, like, "Oh, not you! I'd hate you! I don't want to see you! I don't know why!" Exactly. That's fascinating. Well, that's, that's awesome. I know. And so that's <laughs> like, so at least that even has like a, has some stuff built in that's interesting uh, in like statements on Zelda right, and right, its repetitive right. nature and how like, but but Mario ultimately doesn't talk about itself it just does right. it more yeah i think zelda should have been dead in breath of the wild 2 mm-hmm. like i think this game about reckoning with spirits should have been about wow we failed and i'm gonna fix it yeah and it doesn't matter that nobody like okay well, I mean, I, ultimately zelda should have been the main character of this of this one yes perfect <laughs> yes thank you like okay given that okay, yes 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 like Link should have been killed and then Zelda was trapped for a yes. while and then she comes back and is remembering her story about not wanting to be, like her dad was wrong about trying to get her to be the magic person uh-huh. Link was the magic person she's yes. not she fixes it Ugh, and then at the end so and at good. the end she lets Link's spirit free mm-hmm. and then at the end she's surrounded by like all the ghosts or something and yeah, like it's she also, re- it's never really clarified what was wrong with their prophecy like no, it's never actually clarified why they it didn't just, just didn't win. work. They just and it really seems to be like it kind of puts it on Zelda yeah, as like, like she, she couldn't be- get it to work when really Link was the one who needed to get it to work. He's the one that can activate the Sheikah slate and go inside the thing and get the response from the dragon yeah. and all like but all it's the super, stuff. But it's super interesting that that it was even built in there that it would have made a little more sense. It, this is a totally different set of spoilers. It's almost like we are doing our games of the year podcast. Yeah, right whoops. Um, all of these games and i think part of the reason this is interesting too part of the reason that i my brain flows so freely between them is yeah. because they are all in like a really tight conversation with each other yes. in my head yeah that me it's, too. it's kind of hard to extricate thanks for listening everybody we'll pick up this conversation in the next episode thanks to koji kondo and all the composers and arrangers of mario odyssey's music i'm nick splendor that's caleb zane hewitt and you're to show Odyssey, the Odyssey, Odyssey, the